0: Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we normally take a deep dive into countries around the world. We're not taking as much of a deep dive into countries around the world, but more festivities. Today we're talking about Halloween. (laughs) I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And I got the order wrong. We're talking about Halloween. You got the order wrong.
1: Of the intro, yeah, I cocked it up. It's fine, it's been a while. It's been a while.
2: I hope there's going to be some suitable intro music over this, Ed, that reflects its its
1: spooky nature. I'll try my best. Yeah, spooky. I mean, I don't even know what's, I don't want to say I don't know what Halloween is, but I don't really know anything about Halloween because it's just not a thing. It's never been a thing for me. Like growing up, Halloween was just an American thing. Yeah, and I was surprised to see that it exists in more than, like, English-speaking capitalist countries.
0: Well, we can slowly rewind back if you want, because I kind of have the origins of Halloween.
1: Oh, that's a a great start.
0: So, as America does, they take something and make it their own and put lots of of, uh, money-making schemes within it. But Halloween was kind of invented by the Celts or... The Irish are kind of claiming that they invented it. Uh, it can be traced back nearly two thousand years um, to the Celtic Samhain festival, which is basically the end of summer harvest. Didn't really have anything to do with religion at the start, with All Saints' Day and things like that. But it was Wiccans and pagans and all of that lot that were that that got it going.
1: All of that lot, but so. It was just to celebrate the end of summer. Basically, yeah. So, Samhain,
0: I'm going to be butchering some uh, Gaelic language today. But Samhain in Gaelic means November. And uh, the Irish for Halloween is Oisha Shamna, which is the eve of Samhain, which is the eve of November.
1: Fair. That makes sense. Um,
0: And that's the day that they... It's the end of harvest, so they bring all the animals in. They... I don't know, cut their grasses and all, all of that.
2: Well we've got I know it's similar to Celtic, but in obviously in, in in Welsh it's pretty much exactly the same, but it's got different words. Um so it's Calan Gaiaf uh, in in Welsh, and it's pretty much the same in Cornish and Breton. And it's I sort of like end, end of winter sorry, the start of winter, end of like yeah, you said harvest season. Um, yeah,
0: it kind of it kind of marks it and they use uh, like it was a big fire, um which, you know, it was it was kind of marking the end of 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 the good weather. I've
2: got some um slightly spooky Halloween
1: traditions that they do in Wales.
0: Oh yeah, I've got I've got some for Ireland, so so hit me.
1: And I've got um, some from Guatemala and what's the other country? The Philippines. So we're going all around the
2: world. So there's something here. There's something like, oh God, a feast of stump now, a mash of nine. There'd be like some weird little like root vegetable mash that you'd all eat. And then they would also decide which of the animals that they were keeping were would a- look like they were able to make it through winter and which one should be killed and eaten before it got too cold.
0: Slay them.
2: And then at the end of the festival, one of the slaughtered pigs or animals, usually this was a man d- dressed up in animal skin, would rise up out of the out of the fire pit and chase the children away.
0: Oh. So on the contrary, the Irish would... Um... On Halloween, they believed old ghosts would return to the mortal world because the gaps between the realms became thin. So to confront the ghouls, they lit big fires to drive away the evil spirits. So they, they counterattack, and that's why they wear scary dresses and masks to resemble other ghouls and, oh. uh, and in them.
2: I've got one sort of ghoulishy... It- it's, well, a fire-related story. So each person at, at Kalongayev would scratch their name onto a stone and throw it into the fire. And then once the fire's gone out, if any of the stones were missing, the folklore deemed that that person would die within a year. Which, to be honest, I imagine at that in that time in history, there's a pretty high chance you're going to die within a year, whatever a year you were.
0: That's a bit like a lucky dip then, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's play like pulling the short straw.
0: Yeah, there's well, again to counter, there's um, in Ireland. Have you heard of barmbrack, the f- uh, the fruitcake? No. So, barmbrack. <laughs> I've I've had it in the past, and due to health and safety reasons, they no longer uh, make it publicly. But barmbrack mm. is basically cool. a fruitcake, uh, which contains a ring, a pea. A stick, oh, right. a coin, and a rag. And if you were served the slice containing a ring, you were bound to get married soon. The P meant the opposite, no weddings. The stick foretold a troubled marriage, and the rag predicted a life of poverty for the recipient, and the coin meant they would become rich.
1: Wow. So, How because people might might die, you mean? I'd choke yeah, on those things,
0: and, and they'll <sighs> be cursed. You know, no one wants a curse uh, from a cake. How big was the cake? I think it's just a... You know, like a normal size Victoria sponge esque fruitcake. So you're almost
1: sure to get something. Yeah.
0: Unless they're all in one, then you're fucked.
1: Yeah, what well, happens? What happens? Then? Is it like like it's like
2: when you get like sev- you know, when you get like convicted of several crimes, you can either have the punishments run one after the other or, or concurrently.
0: <laughs> well, all together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be weird to get a rag and a coin because then you'd just have a life of mediocre, mediocrity with finances. I'd be happy with that. that. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> just nice and safe. Just knowing it's average. Oh, I did find out one mega cool thing uh, from Halloween history in Ireland. So the Jack-O-Lantern comes from the Irish legend of Stingy Jack. So Stingy what? Jack, the story is, legend has it, That Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him, but Jack didn't want to pay for the drink. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin instead of buying the drink, uh, turn the devil into a coin. And then after it was paid, he turned back into the devil and then he'd be the devil again. But instead of buying the drink, he pocketed the coin and kept it close to a silver cross in his house, preventing the devil from taking shape again. And he promised to let the devil go as long as he would leave Jack alone for a year, and that if Jack died, the devil wouldn't claim his soul. And after a year, Jack tricked the devil again to leave him alone and not claim his soul. When Jack died, God didn't want such a conniving person in heaven, and the devil, true to his word, would not allow him into hell. So Jack was sent off into the night with only a burning coal to light his path, and he placed the coal... Oh, shit. Sorry, knocked my mouth off. (laughs) Jack was sent off into the night with only a burning coal to light his path and he placed the single coal in, inside a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. So people in Ireland and Scotland began creating their own creations of jack lanterns out of turnips, beets and potatoes. And the tradition traveled to the United States along with the immigrants after the potato famine and people began to use pumpkins native to North America for the lanterns instead. So it used to be turnips and I'm not sure if you've seen a turnip lantern but they are the most fucking terrifying things you'll
1: ever see. I, I feel like it's not the best thing to make a lanternado out of. I, yeah, apparently it's fucking impossible.
2: I imagine, like, logistically, carving out... A, like, when, when the pilgrims got to the US and they were like... They, they carved their first pumpkin, or they opened up their first pumpkin, at that moment they'd have known, like, we've come to a better place.
0: Oh, this is a carvable bed. Carvable yeah. I mean, the Irish this... brought it over there, so they were like, oh my God, there's food. True. <laughs> so I don't think it was the pilgrims that can take credit for turnip heads.
2: I I feel like, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I feel that um, pumpkin carving has got out of hand in these recent years. And as, as, I, as I get into my older years, I'm just a little bit sick of people getting too fucking artistic with carving a pumpkin. Just, yeah. just put a, a relatively scary face in it. All triangles. I don't want to see you carve a witch out of a pumpkin. Like,
0: stop showing off. Did
1: They're you trying... used to do that though as a kid? Was that like a normal thing to do? Carve pumpkins? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah we always carve pumpkin. I, I actually have a poem about carving.
1: <laughs> that
2: you wrote yourself?
0: <laughs> I wish I did. It's quite a nice one, but it kind of just sums up what you're about to say. Is uh, It is Halloween. Turnip head will soon be given his face. A slit, two triangles and a hole. His brains litter the tabletop. A candle stub will be his soul.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah.
0: So yeah, keep nice. it basic. Slather their brains all over the table.
1: I'm pretty sure I only did it once and that was like some sort of... Uh it, it might not even have been around Halloween, but maybe one of those weeks where you do like culture week at school and you just talk about different cultures around the world. Were you doing it like ironically? No, just like talking <laughs> about what you do in other countries, I guess. But it, it probably was around Halloween, but there's no guarantee that it was because we, we only have all saints. It is a public holiday, but apart from that, people just go to their family's graves and just put some flowers there. And that's pretty much it. There's no... Yeah, scary witches like, or
0: anything. That, that kind of seems like the. It's like a bummer. It's a real bummer. Isn't it? That that's <laughs> kind of generic thing that happens all around the world. Really. Yeah. I don't.
2: I don't know a single person who goes to someone's grave on Halloween.
0: No. But does that mean you don't know any Mexicans?
2: Not in this country,
0: or in no. any other country for that matter. <laughs> I bet there's some in Mexico. Some Mexicans. So yeah, the Halloween in Ireland used to be Samhain, which evolved into Halloween. And in 601 AD, Pope Gregory first issued an order to turn pagan holidays into Christian ones. So <laughs> that's that's how it became religious.
2: So is that is that the is that, are we saying that that is 100% fact the origins of cultural appropriation? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like um, yeah, a, a
1: potential categorical factors
0: <laughs>
2: coming, over, coming over here, taking our traditional holidays.
1: Yeah, is that when they renamed it to Halloween as well? Or I don't know.
2: I think Halloween. All Hallows Eve is like a, a, an old Englishy thing, isn't it? Ooh, I don't I don't know. Know. Once again, we've been let down by our researching skills.
1: Yeah, skills <laughs> or
0: uh... it's. Lack I down. mean, it is a, an it's over in Ireland, it's still an official bank holiday.
2: I'm really sad that we have such shit number of bank holidays in this country. It's a joke. There's a
1: fair few, though. Like, it's not that there's
2: bad compared not. to. Well, I mean, how many of you got in? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just name a few Luxembourgish ones off the top of my head. I'm <laughs> there's uh, uh, Day of the Moon Mine. That's why um, day of guess, the pork, yeah, pork, pork day and bean day. That's actually a whole week. Yeah, we are pork week. Um, National Punch of Portuguese Day. Oh my god!
1: Tom. You probably
2: you probably celebrate that several times a year. So we're up to about six now. Taxless uh, Tuesdays. Yeah, taxless Tuesdays. <laughs> um, taxless Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, probably, it's probably a day where you just like burn an effigy of an accountant.
1: <laughs> I mean, there is a day where we burn effigies, but it's a bit like in the u k the what was it called again the guy for burning... yeah that that's it I
0: I have just googled a picture of turnip carving, Ed, if you've not seen one, I would totally recommend googling one right now. oh
2: my God yeah. <laughs> it's wow. so small as well, so it's like knurled as well it looks yeah. like um it looks a little bit like. Who's that Batman villain who's got like all the rags on his face? Killian Scarecrow. Murphy played him. Scarecrow. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Yeah, he does. So yeah, yes. compare that to the Americans Jack o' lanterns.
1: Well I'm not sure which one's more effort because that seems quite hard as well. You have to be way more intricate.
0: I, I think the turnip in general would, would be a nightmare to carve. So hard.
2: It seems really pointless. Uh in, in, in the sense that like the turnips I mean, it's 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 a lower tier vegetable at the best of times. Sorry, all you turnip lovers.
1: I think that's a pretty uh, agreeable statement, like a statement everyone can agree to. I've never had a meal,
2: and I've been like, "Oh, turnips!" I'm always like, "Oh, turnips!" Do you know? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's also no meal where turnip is like the main thing. It's not like turnip bolognese.
2: I'm sure there's some wanky place somewhere in the UK that make. Salt-baked turnips. <laughs>
1: that's possible. Oh, it's such a
0: lame veg, isn't it?
2: How do you feel about pumpkin spice? Uh, this is vaguely Halloween-y.
0: I love it. It just tastes like chai.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Just have chai. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. I've got pumpkin spice candles. So I, just... I assume it's like drinking one of them.
0: It's, it's exactly <laughs> the same as as uh, chai. It tastes exactly the same. With less, pu- like it's got more pumpkin, and pumpkin doesn't really taste like much. But I
1: you generally haven't... would never be able to tell, like, if, if I'd never tried before and you gave it to me and I didn't even know pumpkin spice was a thing, I wouldn't be able to tell you that it's pumpkin.
2: What do you mean you wouldn't be able to tell it was? Oh, you mean specifically it pumpkin spice?
1: It doesn't taste like pumpkin. Like, it's not like. Yeah, but it's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's not it's, like you.
2: Presumably, it's not meant to taste like pumpkin. It's the spices that you cook with pumpkin to give pumpkin any sort of vague sense of t- flavor.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Why, why pumpkin spice? Like spice for
2: oh, pumpkin. Oh, it's pumpkin pie. Yeah, it's what you put in a pumpkin pie.
0: Oh, no, they've actually got a pumpkin spice. I want to know what, what it contains. Pumpkin. Well I, I, hope, I hope Ed was hope, just about to say pumpkin. I hope it's well, I'm not fucking so confused.
1: Pumpkin. Like why why is no pumpkin involved? Cinnamon, what? nutmeg, <laughs> ginger
0: and clove. Okay, so it's, it's essentially chai.
2: I guess it's it's the same thing as like steak seasoning, Ed. It doesn't contain steaks.
0: Oh, I oh, I
2: get it now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Things that accentuate the accentuate the flavor of a pumpkin, which is needed, I guess.
0: Okay, so it's four ingredients. And I'm pretty sure all four of those are, are in chai. So, well, yeah. we we um, didn't culturally appropriate that. or well, from Americans, we did. And you
2: can't culturally appropriate America. They haven't, they haven't got they haven't culture. Got culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hard as always. <laughs>
1: um, I just wanted to segue to Guatemala because their version of Halloween is kind of a combination of cultures because they use ancient May- uh, Mayan. Is it? Do you say Mayan or Mayan? Mayan Mayan. traditions and modern Western, so American Halloween customs? Go on. Baited breath. So it's a bit like Mexico. They they've got like a Day of the Dead where the families create like altar, a l t a r s, altars, altars. Altars, there you go. So that is great. It's like an ofrenda,
0: <laughs> I'm guessing.
1: No, ofrenda is like a gift. Oh, this I thought is it was like, a, a like in a church,
2: uh, like an altar.
1: Yeah, an altar. It, they, so they build altars in their homes to honor deceased loved ones. Uh, and they usually add like, candles, food, and just items that the people who are dead enjoyed in their in their like lifetime and they... food and offering yeah but then they also go trick-or-treating which is then the western kind of tradition that comes <laughs> in and then they've got a special music called marimba which is well no, it's, that's an instrument but they make music with it obviously which is often played during halloween celebration and it adds a unique and lively element to the festivities and i would love to know what it actually sounds like Maybe you can change the tune at the start to whatever that instrument was
0: called. I think I think in short, Halloween is, you know, it- it's a commercial thing to the West, and then Mexico just
1: do it better than anyone else. Yeah, but it's also because, I mean, I don't know, because I've never really experienced proper Day of the Dead, but I feel like they've kind of commercialised it as well a little bit now.
2: Do you know which of the three of us has experienced Day of the Dead? <laughs> oh you i remember yeah it's true but I, to be honest i just wanted to get tacos and have a beer so <laughs> be honest, i walked around the main like Plaza de mayo in mexico city and they had like festivals and like some people in costumes and some like some of the indigenous people in their sort of indigenous outfits doing indigenous dances and stuff and it was it was nice it was a bit it, it, it was a little bit you know like when you see it when you see when you see Day of the dead in films it looks like it's had all of its commercialization taken out of it when you go to it in person it's just like a lot of queuing and a lot of like
0: stalls do, do you know what i mean it's just it's just is it is it's it's all just like, selling the same ocarina
2: yeah same <laughs> ocarina but painted with a dead person's with like a, with like a skull face right. um and all the tacos are dyed black.
0: Spooky. <laughs> no.
1: Really?
2: No, it's just like. Would you expect like? It's it's just like going to an, a festival in a city, like fair. Maybe I'm missing all of the. I think I wasn't there for like the day when they actually go see the dead people. Um,
0: but in in general, like if it if you're just going to Day of the Dead in Mexico, it's bound to be like a Disney like. like particularly in like Mexico City. It's bound to just be like a Disneyland version of it, I guess.
1: I guess it's like carnival in uh, in Brazil.
2: Yeah, but I think that's still that's fun at least. Still, <laughs> just you have to like dance around a carnival.
1: Well, for example, in Guatemala, you can go to sort of candlelit processions. I'm sure that's fun. I'm not sure yeah, about not, that. Yeah, but you're not. You've been in a procession.
0: Candlelit. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> nice and slow. Take your time. Gives you extra time to think about the sad stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's
1: ever had fun at a procession.
0: Except the precision planner. Precision? Procession.
1: I feel like he, it's stressful something that ends up being quite <laughs> something slow and sad. Always stressful.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh they're going too fast again. And you they're like, slow it down and then it's like they can't hear me. They can't hear me.
0: Yeah. Have you have you guys seen Coco? Yeah. Oh my no. god. Tom, stop stop doing this podcast and go and watch it, please. I'm
2: 34.
0: Dude, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's my favorite Pixar film.
2: Mm. Is it better than Ratatouille?
0: I think so.
1: Mm. I prefer well,
2: Ratatouille. Ed, well, Ed Ed's doesn't
0: spoken.
1: have taste. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> Obviously, I prefer Ratatouille. Well, it's
2: actually not a ratatouille, what he makes at the end. It's called a confibialdi. But let's not get, let's not get into <laughs> the weeds too much on that. Um, i like them apples,
1: Ed. <laughs> that's, that's spoilers for people who might not have watched it. Well,
2: it looks like a ratatouille, though. But it's not.
0: Not really.
2: It's a, it's a sort of tower. I've never seen a ratatouille like that. Well, there we are. It's because you don't know anything about food, Ed.
0: I, I personally <laughs> love it. I did have an argument with someone recently that said uh, Cars 2 is the best Pixar film ever.
1: Cars two, yeah. What makes
2: it better than? But what makes it better than Cars one?
0: Uh, cars one's pretty they, good. I think more they did cars. more jumps.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. More more skids, no doubt as well. Yeah. Was there like an emotional arc to it? I guess there must no. have been. No, no, no. It's
0: just 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 cars. It's Like Tokyo minutes. Drift, but animated. That would be great, though. <laughs> Speaking of Tokyo Drift, did a bit of research on. Japanese Halloween, apparently it's basically just Disney and people really go all out for the fancy dress, but not the children. And it's considered Wasn't... disrespectful to do trick or treat because
1: you'd have to go and knock on strangers' doors.
2: <laughs> God, that's they, like a country fair. with locked in syndrome, isn't it?
1: That's understandable. Like, it is a bit weird. I understand that if the whole country does it, it's fine. But it's a bit weird that you send children to knock on people's doors. And I appreciate that exists in every culture. Like in Luxembourg, we do it in February. Uh, but you know, it's, the concept weird. What, is weird. Well, is that for
2: um, rooting out the Portuguese Day? Oh. Have you got any?
0: Then <laughs> the kids—they won't suspect them.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you know, I can smell. I can smell pastia donata. They're in here.
0: <sighs> you anyway. sick of thinking about the Portuguese end? What is it for? What is this this
2: what's this like day of knocking on doors in Luxembourg all about in February?
1: It's uh it's called Lichterstag and we all, all the kids make little It rolls off the tongue, um, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. All the kids make little lanterns that are not made out of pumpkin but you kind of just like yeah, make your out of like whatever you find. Uh, usually it's papier mache, obviously, but uh, and then you hang a little light in, and then no, but it's, it's not like a fire <laughs> that you put in. It's just like a little like battery-powered light attached like a, a rod, basically, and you carry that around, and then you go ask for sweets, and you get sweets in your little lantern that you built. But what's it but, for? What's the reason? Oh, are you asking me
2: questions here? <laughs> it's, your, it's your country, Ed. You should know these things.
1: Yeah, but it's just... So it's on the 2nd of February and you also sing a song which I cannot remember and if I find the lyrics which I can't run now, I'll um... you sing <laughs> it? I'll try and sing it. L- but... L- L- Ed,
2: you're selling really not selling it. The Portuguese Have you got any sweets for me? I hope there's not Ooh. any Portuguese because I'll burn them with my lantern.
0: I thought, I thought the Luxembourgish thought that Portuguese were like mosquitoes or moths to the flame.
2: Mm. So they'd like
0: stand out in the street and try and draw them in.
2: It's a bit like Pied Piper, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, I saw a really cool video on uh, the internet the other day. So loads of mosquitoes around a bulb. And then a guy gets his phone torch out. And they switch off the light and then all the mosquitoes follow his phone torch and he walks them outside and walks over to a street lamp and then turns his phone light off and they just all follow him and then go up around the, uh, around the, the street light.
2: You, you sent it to me How and I? I watched it. And part of my, I think I've been so like beaten down by the internet that I just expected him to turn his, his torch towards some sort of like bug zapper. Cause that's, <laughs> cause that's just what people do, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when it when it ended on like a happy note, I was almost a little bit disappointed.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no violence. Also, mosquitoes can suck a dick. Yeah, or some blood.
1: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. So just did a little bit of research on my own country's traditions. Although it's on the 1st of February, it's actually to celebrate the end of winter, which makes no sense because that's usually the coldest time of year in Luxembourg. Um, It's pretty old, like fifth. uh, So it's like
0: it's literally the opposite of Halloween.
1: Yeah. But three months later. Friday. Well, it's the opposite so in, in terms that it's not the end of summer, it's the end of winter. It's also got nothing did, to do with Halloween. To,
0: did you used to enjoy doing that stuff, Ed?
1: Yeah, I mean, because in school you'd just spend the, the week before just making your little lantern. And then you'd go out on a cold Friday or whatever day the 1st of February would be with all your friends. And you'd go knock on everyone's doors and get sweets. It's quite nice. Right, It's so, the same thing as like trick-or-treating. So when I suppose you, beca- you enjoyed it, if you went,
2: when you became a teenager, um yeah. you didn't go anymore. You didn't go just go out with your mates and cause havoc around the streets That's like we exactly do in this country.
0: What happened in Wales? Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: not really too fair. Didn't
2: like throw like we used to go because I think in the UK we're very fortunate that Halloween f- consistently falls so close to Guy Fawkes Day that all the shops and Kev, please do back me up on this. All the shops are selling fireworks. So you reach an age where if you don't want to buy eggs and egg people's houses, you just buy fireworks and fire them at each other or people's houses.
0: Yeah. Consider it backed up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we used to like all, all the all the shops around my secondary school stopped selling eggs to kids throughout pretty oh, much yeah, all same. of all of October. Yeah. Come buy eggs. And people used to, like, hoard eggs from over summer and leave them rot in greenhouses. That just is just disgusting. So they have... That's Wales, man.
0: I genuinely did that thing where I waited outside a shop and I was like, can you go in and buy me some eggs?
1: Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it is like in the films, like, people actually do egg other people's houses. Yeah. Because I've not experienced yeah. that in, like, the seven years I've been in the UK.
0: That's because kids are losers uh, nowadays. Because uh, they've got uh, phones to be on. We were We were bored. And we did find out where one of my teachers lived. So, oh my god! Yeah, do you TP was...
2: do you TP his house as well?
0: No. Oh man! What's
1: that? Oh, toilet paper. Yeah.
0: No, we never really TP'd anyone. We did eggs and flour. Flour was was a rough one.
2: Yeah, especially if it's raining, you make a problem, which it dough. usually is. And in, you do uh... make it
0: dough. But yeah, that 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 wasn't good. Um, I was thinking about it in preparation for this. Actually, there was there was one year. My stepmom bought me some eggs, and I was like, "Right, I need to hide those." And I like stashed them down in a field by my house. And then I told the bigger boys that I had some eggs, and then I went to go and get them, and they'd still stolen them.
2: <laughs> what the bigger boys? Bigger
0: boys stole them. Yeah, stole my uh, egg. It
2: would be, it'd be a better, a better story if they hatched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I became a bird mother. I knew well, of some people that used to boil their eggs as well. What?
1: That's just like. A weapon,
0: then, yeah. Well, hard boil, to to boil or soft boil? boil. <laughs> <laughs> what would be, what it's, would be... It's a weapon that you can uh, get rid of?
2: If you had to get hit in the face by an egg, how would you like it to be cooked? <laughs>
0: <I think laughs>
1: scrambled, scrambled,
2: yeah. yeah. Poached, yeah, but, would, would but then be it's, really there, get, it's really hard to. It's really hard to. I suppose it's hard to clean out of your hair, regardless of the egg. Um, I think a, a, a nice soft poached. <laughs>
0: Soft poach would be all right. Is it going to be hot, though? Because for some reason, I feel like poached and boiled (laughs) are the two hottest.
1: And vinegary as well, maybe. Oh, pickled egg.
2: That's a good shout, actually. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's
0: bouncy. Mm.
2: Really get some speed up. Yeah, but but then, like,
1: I guess, like, it's peeled then. So you could just say hard boiled, but peeled. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Maybe raw.
0: Oh, no, no! No, you'd get some proper explosion then. No, I'd go for it, go for scrambled.
1: And it's sharp. It could always just like kind of depending on where it hits, you cut your eye.
2: I'm 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 partially expecting Ed to say souffle because he's so pompous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is a souffle egg? It's a souffle. <laughs> that was the most
0: pompous response you could have given him. <laughs> Uh, I am looking forward to Halloween though. You guys doing anything? No. Oh. no. Wow.
2: I didn't... No. Sweet. Well, I'm just sort of children
0: inside you,
1: you that died. You I've could been... go to, I was never to Guatemala. To the... me. <laughs> you were born a man. You could go to Guatemala to the kite festival in the town of Santiago, Sacatepequez. No, Sacatepequez. Sorry. Where they celebrate the Day of the Dead kite festival and they just have. Day Mother of the of kite. Dead
0: Kite Festival. <laughs> yeah. Is it
1: Dead Kites? No, or it's just... the Day of the Dead Kite Festival. Kite festival. All right. So
2: do they tie the names of dead people?
1: Do they write the names of dead people on the kite and then fly them around and let them go? I don't know if they write anything on the kites, but they use the kites to communicate with the spirits of the deceased, so I'm not sure how that works. What kind of communication? Like if it's, you know, normal writing, maybe sound of Wind or? Could they not just talk to them? Kites seem
0: excessive. I mean, they're fun and everything. You
1: can make shapes with them, like in the wind.
0: Yeah, I suppose I've not flown a kite since my younger years. You've also
1: not flown a kite like those ones. How do you know? Like they're like Google Day of the Dead kite festivals. They basically don't even look like kites. To be honest, they just look like massive. Circular. Oh, that is a bit weird, isn't it? It, it looks like big umbrellas, basically.
0: Without those. kite versions of turnips. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. Oh, they're they, way prettier they, than kites.
1: They're more. They're almost a power parachute. Yeah, they kind of look like a parachute, but I've not really seen any pictures of them flying. So I'm not like it goes a bit in the air, but it doesn't go like super high up. But they're really funky, colorful. I would actually really like to go really see them.
2: I've got one here with a picture of Che Guevara's face on it. And he is dead as well. So it makes sense.
0: Oh, there's loads of like geometric animals and... That's yeah, there's a, good they animal. make
1: birds and stuff. So yeah, if you ever in, in Guatemala around the 31st of October, I definitely recommend going to Sacatepeque?
2: Well, not too far from Guatemala is uh, Costa Rica. Um, and they have their own little tradition there called Dia de la... Mascarada. um so it's an annual celebration that blends spanish and costa rican tradition into a unique holiday with costa rican music playing and costumed characters dancing through the streets the day is full of festivities and a few spooks too i'm reading from the Costa Rican government page on this. That's why it's so interesting. Um, It was officially recognized as a holiday in 1996. And basically people make really ornate, scary masks out of papier-mâché with oversized heads. And then they uh, parade up and down the street accompanied by uh, Kimaronas musicians who play traditional Costa Rican music, which I imagine is basically reggaeton. Um, And the word comes from Quimarrón, which means wild in Spanish. Back me up on that, Ed, please. Wild? Wild.
1: That must be Costa Rican Spanish because that doesn't ring a bell for me. But It's convenient. Um,
2: yeah, uh, and the people in the masks uh, chase onlookers down the street.
1: Oh. It's all right. Yeah, it sounds fun. So, So you can't go and watch the whole thing because you'll get chased.
2: Well, I guess it's a bit like... bit like running with the bulls isn't it you know you go there you might end up running being chased by a bull you might not
1: you can also avoid getting run after by a bull
2: well not if a bull decides to run out run towards you
1: in one of those big amphitheaters
2: oh no i mean like i mean like like running of the bulls in pamplona
1: oh yeah yeah of course
0: yeah i love watching those videos well people get people getting gored. yeah it's pretty cool I love it more when it's a
2: God. What's the name for a, a bullfighter? Matadors. Matador. Oh. Yeah, they deserve it though.
0: I mean, I think the people running around bulls on the streets and running with them kind of deserve it as well. No, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: definitely, I agree. Well, a bullfighter is—they
0: that... are the one who has to kill the bull. Yes,
1: not necessarily a bullfighter. You mean a matador? Yeah, that's why it means it's killer, basically, matador. Oh, uh,
2: of course yeah
1: that reminds me if you're in a like if you're getting chased by a bull you might get impaled with the things on its head <laughs> i forgot the word it reminds horns. me that in yeah horns in in school in french someone didn't know what the word impaled was and instead of just explaining it really quickly to avoid that a, a room of 16 year olds laughs uh he decided to draw it on the Blackboard, or draw, draw the word it, impaled. No, draw the action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how, how how did he do it? Where did he start? So he he drew a massive pole, a very sharp pole, because we were talking about torture, in, in a book like some torture and someone was getting impaled. The guy was like, oh, I don't know what impaling means. The teacher was like, oh, I'm going to explain to you by drawing it. So he drew a pole because that's what happened in the book. And then literally a stick man sat on it. And I think about it like monthly because why would you draw it as a teacher? Like, why would yeah, you not it's just- a,
0: a dodgy choice because there, there is a <laughs> uh, method of torture where they just had that giant cone that they would put up your bum. Yeah, that that's what exactly it was, dynamic.
1: basically, and you just slowly slide down. But I feel like words could have explained it much. I mean, I guess it was affected. But yeah. So, answer me this. A little segue. What's,
0: what's the difference between piercing and impaling? Do you think impaling is putting it onto the sharp object, and then piercing is using the sharp object to...
1: Does it have to be one or the other? Can't like impaling be a piercing activity? I don't know. Ask your teacher.
2: <laughs> I think in my mind, you impale something and it's and it sort of stays on the thing that you've impaled it on. Whereas if you pierce something, you're just pushing something through the skin of something else. When you're piercing, okay. you're just creating a hole. I'm really I'm really intrigued now.
0: Okay. Transfix or pierce with a sharp instrument. Is that impaling? Yeah, his head was impaled on a pike And exhibited for all to see Ooh. Transfix
2: I think we're going down a dictionary rabbit hole here
0: Potentially
1: yeah. <laughs> it's very little uh, to do with Reading
0: around the world Like a head being put on a spike As as this was described But I wouldn't necessarily call it a piercing Maybe, Whatever I've impaled my foot on a spike
2: Oh, is that from the new Arctic Monkeys album?
0: Nice partridge.
2: Fair. Um, right, Quick fire question, Ed. Favourite Halloween film?
1: I don't think I know any. Oh, good God. Specifically Halloween films?
2: Yeah, or Scary Movie.
1: Scary Movie.
2: <sighs> All of them. God, just a favourite. Losing the will to live a little bit. I I
1: quite like the Halloween films. I've not seen... I've actually actually not seen... I don't think I've seen any Halloween-specific films. Please enlighten me, and then I'll watch them this weekend.
2: Well, just a horror movie.
1: I mean, The Nightmare Before
0: Christmas is a Christmas, yet also a Halloween film.
2: I watched that film when I was young, and I enjoyed it. And then when all of the, the goth... Thotties started getting on it I sort of ruined Ruined the the thing for me No that's fair When you start seeing like emo Girls with terrible Like coffin Shaped handbags With his face on it You're like oh this isn't for me anymore No that's fair
0: Oh Idle Hands is a Halloween film That was sick
1: So what's yours then? (laughs) Teeth that's a
2: good one. <laughs> Have you seen Teeth?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, it's mental in it. I was actually in the cinema in Cardiff when, when Teeth came out. I went to see it with my sister. Um,
0: yeah, screw that.
2: And uh, people left within like 40, 50 minutes. They just got up and walked out. It's the first time, first and only time I've ever seen it in my life. Um, but I think best proper Halloween movie. I don't know if it's a Halloween movie, but probably Scream. It's just a classic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the Shining a Halloween film. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, let's go for it well, The Shining for me.
2: Do you just Google Halloween films? <laughs> no, You just say I'm Hocus just Pocus of... for me. Oh. oh. I of any horror films I watch. No, I haven't watched many. Um, really. Sorry, Kev's right. Hocus Pocus is the best Halloween film.
0: I'd not watched it in years and then watched it again a couple of years ago, I think it was. And it's just a banger. The that's second spo- one, on the other hand. Spoil-
2: spoilers. That bit when the cat dies at the end, I tear up every fucking time.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty solid film. It gets you right in the feels. And in the scares. So yeah, I like that one. Well uh, I'm I'm waiting for some more quick fire.
2: That's that's I'm all out now. All right, favourite Halloween. There was
0: one question.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, not a question machine. Oh, uh, I do
0: have a random fun fact about Halloween well, the the um The Irish traditional Halloween thing. Do you know Glenn Danzig? Yes, the the Misfits. He started a a horror punk band called Samhain.
2: That's brilliant. Were they were they all just dressed up in Halloween outfits, or were they Halloween? Guessing
0: so. I mean, the Misfits are essentially a cartoon band and sound far less scary than they look. That's true. I
1: have to check them out. I'm I'm pretty tapped out on the old Halloween thing, really. Well, yeah, like you said, it's pretty much the same thing everywhere. Most cultures have it in a way just to celebrate the dead, try to offer stuff to them, and then it's kind of been commercialized as well. Yeah, I
2: have one one more quick question: If you were to dress up as a Halloween for a Halloween party this year, what would you go as?
1: Just got a follow up question straight away. How many? What do you think the percentage of Halloween costumes is going to be scary Ken this year or sexy Barbie.
0: Oh, definitely be sexy zombie Barbie. Oh, what about sexy, um, uh, Oppenheimer?
2: You'd have to put a prosthetic, a big prosthetic, like a cucumber down your trousers. He's got a massive one, hasn't
0: he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd probably go as sexy Oppenheimer. I'd go
2: as the bomb. <laughs> no, um,
0: you are the bomb, Tom.
2: <laughs> thanks. I, I needed, I needed that today. Um, I would go as, I mean, I'm really low effort. i never had a year where I was like, I am actually going to commit to make, having a great costume. It's always just been, oh, I want to be a robot this year. I'll just wrap myself in tinfoil. And then you end up overheating.
0: This is <laughs> not tinfoil. This is my normal skin.
2: And my 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 go-to Halloween outfit was uh, zombie Gordon Ramsay. And I just... How and I'd only uh, hear me out only because I had some chef whites. I'd put them on, I'd spray my hair like gray and I'd draw lo- loads of lines on my forehead and put some blood around my mouth. <laughs> Zombie, Gordon, <laughs> Zombie Gordon Ramsay done.
1: And then you can just go around and <laughs> insulting people. Just shouting roar at people.
0: <laughs> roar. Are you saying roar or roar? The word roar. Raw. The word roar.
2: Um, and, and, and this is a little ram's tip, but hopefully, hopefully you guys have seen it. Some person has swapped out every single dinosaur role yeah, in Jurassic yeah, Park Of yeah, course have, I've you, have seen, it. You seen it? Have you seen this, Ed?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah I have yeah. Oh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> um, Fuck so, yeah.
1: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Ed, who'd you go? It got? will come to no surprise that the few halloweens i had were at uni yeah i dressed up as a baguette once and a giraffe once as well giraffe is i have to but say I made it, it that, is a, that is a good good one for how, you how did you dress up as a baguette so you know how a baguette has two ends obviously one of them was basically a half circle so that was one end and then i had a massive long <laughs> basically it was just a massive bit of cardboard with a rounded end so i i thought i was doing really well until i put it all on and i noticed i actually looked like i was just a massive dick i mean you are what you ate ed
2: yeah yeah i was gonna say you might look look like a big old turd
1: no well i'm not sure what would have been better but yeah and then the the giraffe i literally that was minimal effort i had brown clothes and then got a bit of like card that I just cut in like circles and just paste it all over all over me to make like the, the dots and uh, made a little hat again with more cardboard that was basically the head of a giraffe. Have you ever seen a giraffe head?
2: Because <laughs> what you've described does not sound like
1: one. <laughs> well I didn't have many I, I just had cardboard okay maybe and clothes
2: maybe they should have spent more time teaching you basic arts and crafts and less time drawing impaling on the chalkboards of your fancy <laughs> Luxembourgish
1: school <laughs> they probably should have yeah I'll try to find pictures and send them over because they forget. Slash penis one looks pretty incredible. Yeah, so that that's like kind of the only time Halloween was a thing for me is in uni in the UK. Oh fair. Well sounds wild.
2: Yeah, it does sound wild. Um has gone wild. Um, <laughs> I think I think we're gonna wrap it up. So yeah, let's
1: do a wrap it Mark,
0: and I'm just gonna hello. do a lead in for the next episode and I'm just gonna set call it Tom Was Right.
1: Nice. Tom was right. Yeah,
0: and if you okay. want to hear
2: more things, that more times that Tom was right, like follow, subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, uh, listen to some of our older episodes where, I, once again, you'll see I've got a long tradition of being consistently right about about contentious <laughs> topics. Um, and uh, and also, if
1: you listen to like one of the first episodes, I think the, the Luxembourg episode, you'll understand why uh, Tom thinks that I hate Portuguese people. Yeah, because you admit to it.
0: No, I did. I genuinely heard you just say the words, I hate Portuguese people. You just said those words, Ed. Yeah,
1: clip that. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) next week, we're going back to Greece, I believe. Yeah.
0: Round two. Round two. Let's be actually. I'm so
1: excited. I found the baguette picture. Just sending it in a chat now.
2: Oh, I hope this is everything. Jesus Christ! Oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I can no, see. I, I can it. see what you're going for.
0: Yeah. I mean, the execution could have been better, but it's uh, no. Nah, I like it. Glad. I'm glad you like it. I'll allow it.
2: You should have really done the the white bits slightly diagonally, though. It's more traditional.
1: Yeah, I probably should have. What are what,
2: you drinking? Probably a K-Cider, you were a student. That is a K-Cider. Yeah, of course it was. For, for,
1: it's a black can, it can only be a K-Cider.
2: For the for the uninitiated, uh, aka the non-British, um, K-Cider <laughs> is probably the the lowest of the low tramp ciders, and it is...
1: Eight percent? Something like that? And it
2: doesn't even taste nice. It just gets cheap and no, it's, gets you it's drunk. gross. Yeah.
1: yeah. Four of them and you're really, you're good. All right, everyone. Well, we will see
0: you in Greece. Bye. Thanks for listening. Podcast okay, adventure. Ta-ta for now. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.